Hi, I'm Teresa, owner of T3 Fit, and you're listening to the T3 Fit podcast, where scoliosis warriors and professionals come together. Here we talk about our scoliosis journeys and the emotional components it takes on from being a parent to being diagnosed with scoliosis and sometimes leading to surgery. It's a place where professionals share their expertise of treatments, from physical therapy to surgery, and so much more. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the T3 Fit Scoliosis Podcast. On today's episode, we have Dr. Michael Gardner. He is co-founder and CEO of the National Scoliosis Clinic based in California. He is also a professor and an orthopedic surgeon. He is here today to tell us his journey of how he got started in this profession, why it's so passionate for him, and what he is doing with it. So he's going to bring it all to the table. Dr. Gardner, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much, Teresa. Uh, It's really You're welcome. You're welcome. What, what got you started to go on the path of being a uh, orthopedic surgeon? Yeah, you know, when I, um, after I decided kind of in <clears throat> college days that I wanted to be a doctor, I really enjoyed um, really the ability to to help people and okay. really wanted to focus my career. I liked the sciences all growing up. I was a, a chemistry major in college and, um, you know, I saw medicine as really a way to just to touch people's lives with, um, you know, with kind of a scientific approach. Um, and, you know, orthopedic surgery, as I started to explore the different fields of medicine, orthopedic surgery uh, really drew me based on the kind of magnitude and immediacy of impact that the profession is has the potential to have on on patients who mm-hmm. sometimes you know musculoskeletal um, um, diseases or maladies can can be extremely impactful on people's lives. So that's really and I enjoy kind of the the nuts and bolts aspect, the really the the physical part of uh, medicine. So that's what drew me to to orthopedic surgery. And and how long have you been doing it? And and can you go more into detail about what you specifically do as an orthopedic surgeon? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I, I trained at Hospital for Special Surgery in New York City, okay. uh, which has been rated the, the number one orthopedic training program for a, a number of years now. Uh, and I, I graduated from there in 2007. So okay. uh, I, so I've been... I've been working, uh, working since then. Okay. And, you know, uh, yeah. So, and it was interesting, you know, during that period of my life where you're really learning so much information in a short period of time, and you also have a very optimistic view of the world and a very kind of uh, rosy picture of how you're going to help people. And, mm-hmm. And it's about during that time where you start talking to patients, talking to them about their stories, but also really living within the healthcare system as it exists Mm -hmm. in the United States. And so I felt myself gradually 
getting a little bit disillusioned with the system and how the system really fails patients, how doctors are incentivized to do their work, uh, which is unique compared to most other developed countries, actually. Mm -hmm. And um, and so, you know, scoliosis, I guess, just jump into scoliosis, struck me at that time um, of having some really problematic components to the whole patient, the whole patient journey, the whole system. Um, yeah. it, it, it was really troubling to see, you know, we would do surgeries a lot and a, a lot of these surgeries were on adolescents. Mm -hmm. And so I go back and talk to the parents and talk to the patients in follow-up and like, how did it end up that your 15 year old needs this life-changing fusion surgery? And I would hear a variety of things ranging from the school nurse screened and they missed it. Uh, they went to the pediatrician and they weren't sure how to refer to an orthopedic surgeon. It, it, like five different ways that this, that the system just broke down and now this mm -hmm. patient's life has changed. So yeah. it's been in the back of my mind that this, that this method of screening and then treating initially adolescents for scoliosis, it was just troubling. It, it hit me at a time where I was kind of vulnerable and it kind of shook me. Uh, you know, I remember thinking back, it's been a while now, but I remember thinking back like, wow, this is really, really unbelievable that this happens today. I, you know, I, I want to, uh, I, I think you're the first surgeon that I've ever heard talk about the backside, you know, the back end of the troubles of um, the healthcare system. And kind of along the same lines of scoliosis to what you're saying, you know, I just, I remember, and there's a lot of orthopedic surgery that arthritis, other things that mm -hmm. they are what they are, but a lot of these surgeries I felt like and still believe are are avoidable. They, they are potentially avoidable with better systems uh, and other things in place. So, and you, so I'd like to kind of jump on that a little bit because I looked at your website, and uh, you along you have two people that are part of your system. Karen Thick is Karina, the way, Karina, and exactly. Karina Thick, and she practices. Uh, training for scoliosis with Pilates, I believe. She's the founder of the Scoliosis Pilates. Exactly right. Yep. So and she, then, and so sorry, I, and then you, and you also have Kevin Saber, who deals with the um, patient and solution aspect of scoliosis. Exactly. And, and, yeah. So Karina, <laughs> Karina started um, and runs, you know, the, the largest scolio, scoliosis Pilates um, school in the country. And, mm -hmm. and part of our mission is achieved by having partnered with her and her team to offer mm -hmm. um, exercise programs that can really help people uh, with scoliosis, both adolescents and adults. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Kayvon's interesting. Kayvon joined our team because of his digital health expertise kind of from a business perspective and he was the okay. previous ceo of a pediatric health actually an eye screening company but he joined us because the mission really resonated with him so he is an adult with scoliosis okay he has felt the pain of navigating the healthcare system and trying to find resources or even a doctor that would listen to him kind of thing mm -hmm. uh, finding non-operative effective treatments um, and he's done Karina's programs with success. So he's kind of on our, 
you know, corporate management team, but he, the reason he's there is because he's a kind of a testament to, and a, a user of our program. Which is, it, it offers so much in your, in, in your program, because, you know, oftentimes it's like, in my world, we say, you don't understand if you don't live in our bodies, right? But you have people on your team who live in these bodies and they understand. Exactly right. And, and that, that goes a really long way. Um, do you, uh, what are your thoughts on Harrington rods or on tethering? Yeah, great question. So I will uh, prep. So the important part of kind of the next chapter mm-hmm. of my life, I, during my residency, I um, was very fortunate to meet a very organic mentor um, who really resonated with my life and philosophy, et cetera. And he was an orthopedic trauma surgeon. So despite my uh, kind of initial observations in scoliosis and my kind of growing passion for the, the problems of the system, I decided to go into orthopedic trauma surgery. Okay. So, so I'm not currently a scoliosis surgeon. Okay. Uh, like the fact I'm a practicing orthopedic surgeon. Um, but, uh, you know, very well versed on Harrington rods and, and tethering procedures. Mm-hmm. Harrington rods uh, play an important role in the kind of history of fusion surgeries, spinal fusion mm-hmm. surgeries. There are, uh, so, so they pave the path for future iterations on the technology and innovations to help correct spinal deformity and also maintain the position they did their job appropriately for that phase that they were really the kind of uh, gold you know gold standard per se mm-hmm. there are better options now i would say just from a technology standpoint to achieve those purposes what would then, some of those be if you wouldn't mind sharing yeah so you know the um probably one of the largest advances in scoliosis fusion surgery has been the prominence of pedicle screw fixation in the vertebral bodies. Okay. And so surgeons are able to achieve a much better, it's kind of getting into the technical part of the surgery, but achieve a much better hold of the vertebral bodies so that they can both correct them to some extent, usually mm-hmm. you can't find perfectly straight, but much right. better. And then and also hold it there to allow the spine segment that is being treated to fuse. And so these are screws that go into the bone and hold them there. Mm-hmm. The Harrington rods initially had kind of hooks that pulled on a different part of the vertebral body and just mechanically a little a little weaker. Okay. And and what are your thoughts on tethering? Yeah, tethering is an interesting discussion topic. So tethering is a way of straightening a curved spine during growth by basically hold. So when a patient has growth potential left, such as Mm -hmm. adolescence, um, if you can imagine there's one curved convex side of the spine and one concave side. So if you Mm -hmm. hold or tether one side of the spine, and prevent it from expanding, the other side naturally grows and it grows into straightening. Um, The data on 
on the effectiveness and safety of tethering is, I would say, kind of reasonable. It, it is okay. FDA approved, um, but I would also say it's still controversial. And there are believers and champions, and there are naysayers and detractors. Mm -hmm. And so you can imagine at spine meetings, there are heated debates, and there's more data coming, and there's more trials. Yeah. It's not clearly the the next answer for, but the, the benefit, I guess, is that the spine is not fused forever. Okay. And they can be removed. The other downside is that, you know, we val we assess spine curvature most often on an PA or AP x-ray, and we measure mm -hmm. a Cobb angle in one plane. But the reality is scoliosis is also a twisting of the spine. Yeah. And so a two-dimensional tether isn't able to correct that rotational component, whereas okay. a fusion with screws and rods is able to correct the rotation, but then it also leads to a fusion, which means the bones grow together and that, that spine segment can't move forever. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I'm somewhat familiar with the tethering and just the fact of the wire breaking terrifies me. So that's a reported complication. Like, so there's, yeah. a, there's a cord that is linking and it's supposed to be pretty rigid, but in cases it does, it breaks. What are your thoughts on, I mean, we talked a little bit about Karina, but, and her scoliosis Pilates, and I'm kind of familiar with her, her work. Does, is it similar to Schroth? Do you know? So it is a, it's a complement to Schroth. It's a lot okay. of the similar concepts. The, um, the, you know, the downside of Schroth is that it's very hard to access. So we're at, Stanford in a metropolitan area, et cetera. Okay. Even here, it's hard for patients to get into Schroth. Uh, many times it's not covered by insurance. Yeah. Um, and so Karina has designed a series of exercises that are very effectively done virtually, kind of directly. Okay. Uh, so it, it, it really improves the access. The concepts are, are similar, but it, it, they don't, many of the exercises don't involve hands-on. So there are some, okay. some compared to Shrine. Okay. I'd like to dive a little bit into your patients. And just if you wouldn't mind sharing with us some of your patients that you hold close to your heart, some that have been the most challenging, the most rewarding, like just a, a general scale of what you have encountered and over your career. Yeah, thanks. That's a great question. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, but it, it's funny because it it brings to mind uh like similarly impactful stories but mm -hmm. some good some bad um mm -hmm. i've got a few close friends and i've got some investors in the company actually who mm -hmm. um are severely debilitated um in their adulthood in their 40s okay. and 50s with cosmesis difficulty wearing dresses pain difficult doing activities and um and it's it's sad despite the potential opportunities to to help you know many have lived with chronic pain for a long time and um mm -hmm. and kind of lose lose confidence in in the system and, mm -hmm. and finding ways to proactively improve that 
uh, we've had a few patients recently, and this is really what what drives the whole team. And we make a conscious effort to share the testimonials when they come. Um, you know, treating patients, not every patient is kind of a, a miracle story, but the ones mm -hmm. that do are are really gratifying. <clears throat> so and we had, uh, it's inter I guess just separately too, we, we've kind of expanded to have some specific programs for older patients and older patients like into their 70s, patients who mm -hmm. come to us, like I've tried a lot, doctors just don't, yeah. they don't wanna hear back pain. You're old, you have arthritis, you've got a curved spine, so do a lot of people. And there's just, if you don't want surgery, there's not much we can do. And so they come to us kind of um, kind of at the end of their rope in terms mm -hmm. of hope for changing their life, the remainder of their life. Yeah. And uh, when they find that exercises help, um, and we've had one just come to mind, 79-year-old woman who had kind of been through, kind of been through a lot of attempts and, and found like... I finally have pain relief um, and kind of on and on effusively. And it's uh, so we always think of her, she was one of our earlier patients. Mm -hmm. uh, we think of her often. And we also, you know, similarly, the some of the patients with some of the worst problems are post fusion patients. I was just going to ask. Yeah. So, and, you know, there's this entity. And it's it's sad that it's become its own entity because that indicates how prevalent it is. But it's this yeah. entity failed back syndrome, which is just like, which just kind of implies the medical profession has tried everything and it's just failed. There's no structural diagnosis. It's just mm -hmm. you've got pain, you've had a lot of surgeries on your back, and there's kind of it's just failed. And so we've had a few of these patients too who like well. We get asked this a lot. We do a number of webinars and, and we get a mm -hmm. lot of questions and people get in, in the chat like, but I've got a fusion. Can you help me over and over? Um, and we do. And I know some of your work focuses or, or may, may, you know, the majority of the programs focus on post-fusion. Yeah. Uh, but we've got some some good approaches for post-fusion patients and they they really do find, find relief. And so those patients have some of the worst problems. And so when they get a, a, a little bit of relief, it can be... It's really, really it's life changing. It's life changing because going through the surgery is so traumatic. And, you know, you've already discussed about what it's like on, you know, once we get out of surgery, life begins. Right. But not everybody in the health system is there and able to help support us through it. Um, so there are people that I've spoken with who live in consistent pain and it's a loss and they don't know what to do with it. And having that support is um it's it's priceless it's just yeah. priceless and uh one of the things i love is that you are the full package yeah so we try that's yeah. kind of our our mission is you know in the era currently that we're in of access to virtual resources mm -hmm. um you know we realized and we try to talk to as as much as we can to all of our patients of what, what what is what's problematic to you? It is kind of back when we started, and we hear that like I I I can't drive to my doc my scoliosis specialist is sixty miles away and there's nobody yeah. else and and you know I go go I get a bunch of X rays I don't want to do that so I guess on the X ray piece one of the one of the components of our kind of total solution is a 
a now FDA cleared software app uh, where you can scan your back at home uh, and it can assess very accurately through a 3D scan that comes to us the severity of your scoliosis. Wow. And so Karina and her team take the scan mm -hmm. and they can spin it around and they can assess things like shoulder asymmetry and pelvic mm -hmm. tilt and all these mm -hmm. other parameters that matter and can customize a therapy program and can also allow patients to monitor their progress. And people see their posture and their asymmetry changing over time. It's really a pretty cool component of it all. People like the instant feedback, the visual, the visual yeah. part of the, of the, of the improvement. That's amazing because that's so much of what we need, right? It's not just like, okay, I have a spinal fusion. I'm going to live like this forever. You know, there's still stuff going on back there that we might think about or might not think about. Well, that's a great, just, that's you know, amazing. just standing, standing upright. <laughs> that's all it is. Totally. Really that's totally. all it is. But there's a, uh, there's, there can be a lot of mess underneath the layers. For sure. <laughs> but as you know, you know, the, the fusion, despite kind of what it sounds like and what the doctors say, it's just now it's stuck and that it's not, it, it evolves yeah. over time. It changes and, uh, and you can be proactive in preventing that change or, or, you know, the other direction, making it better. Yeah. Which is, which is huge. Tell me, is there anything else that you would like to share with the guests today on the show that we haven't covered? You've, you've, brushed against a lot of stuff, but is there anything specific that you would like to share? You know, I, I guess, you know, a couple of just key points are, you know, if you feel like if you've got scoliosis and you feel like, you know, the system has failed you, you've had a hard time navigating it, you're not sure what to do, A, you, you know, that's not your fault. The system was not designed for scoliosis patients. It's a it's a tough diagnosis in that doctors don't have great answers other than surgery. And there's a hard to find the middle non-operative uh, treatments, which can be effective. And I, and I guess kind of on that, you know, related to that is that either there is hope and I know it's hard. I have not been a chronic back pain patient, but I've talked to hundreds now and yeah. I understand that losing hope is easy. It takes a long time. Pain medications don't help. They're not the answer long-term, but there is hope. There are things out there and we're trying to build resources to have patients, you know, refer, the, 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 for example, there are adult scoliosis braces that can be helpful and we can help patients navigate to that or mm -hmm. you know, doctors or scanning for monitoring or therapy, et cetera. So. Well, I, I think, you know, what you said is it's, it's not your fault slash it's not our fault. It's huge. And the, the small switch in the brain to understand that. And also the families, right? It's not their fault. Absolutely. That's the first step to gaining empowerment, gaining control and getting stronger. And the fact that you have that with your team is, like I said before, it's priceless. It's just priceless because you have people who can relate to people in the scoliosis world and all of you joining together to help strengthen us um, is a gift. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. We're, we're, a gift. we're, we're off to a decent start here. And, and, and again, the, the patient stories are what, what drives all of us. So we're, we're excited yeah. to keep it, keep it rolling. 
Well, Dr. Gardner, I'd like to thank you for being a guest and giving us some of your time on the T3 Fit Scoliosis podcast. If anybody has any questions for Dr. Gardner or would like to reach out to him, he's going to tell us the best place to find him is? Yeah, nationalscoliosisclinic.com, and you can send us a message and we'll get back to you very quickly. Okay. Thank you again for being a guest on the show. Thank you, Teresa. Great chatting. If you like this episode, chances are there's someone else out there who needs to hear it too. So it would be a huge favor to me if you'd go ahead and give us a five-star review. It helps me get the message out to more people. And if you need help moving in pain, then download my five free tips and I'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs>